Welcome to the Two Geeks in a Microphone podcast, your one-stop shop for television, movie, video games, comic books, book reviews, and more. Now, without further ado, here's Stephen and Mike. Hey everybody, welcome to the Two Geeks and a Microphone Show. I am your host, Mr. Stephen Boster, along with the one, the only, Mr. Michael Shanks. Mike, say hey to everybody. Good morning to all you geeks out there in Geekdom Land. <laughs> well, hey, we've got two show regulars here that are joining us, not just in the background, um, but Angie, who is normally with us, the show, but it's going to be here in the show does that make sense something like that angie thanks for joining us <laughs> good to be here good to be here good to be here uh, and then we've also well. got the one oh yeah nice nice new swag i love it i love it <laughs> um we also have everybody uh who was here with us last week and has come back again for more punishment is the <laughs> one the only theron uh, too cool lowry theron how are you sir Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh, good morning. How, how's everybody going? Uh, uh, I'm doing. Uh, this, yeah. No, I lost you guys. I, I, it's slowly but surely coming back and forth. We oh, may have okay, a there little bit of a delay on your end, kind of a thing. But hey, Theron, we're so glad that you are here with us today. Now, Michael, would you please give us a little hint of what we're talking about today? Before we get into the main event, but what is the main event that we're talking about today? Well, I think you kind of hit that pretty, you hit the nail on the head pretty well in our little intro. We will be discussing Ant-Man and his tiny, tiny universe. <laughs> hey, Sage Page is with us. Sage, how are you, sir? Good morning, Sage. Awesome. Good to have you here with us. Um, all right. Well, um, <laughs> With that, everybody, we've got a lot on the docket, so we're just going to jump right in and uh, get started with our <coughs> geeky news. All right. All right. So for the geeky news, I've got a few items this morning. So uh, first one is from Screen Rant, and apparently Shazam is going to get his original name back. I'm kind of excited about this. It's it's kind of neat. Um, for those of you who don't know, Shazam originally was not called Shazam by name. His name was Captain Marvel. Yeah, right. right. So uh, apparently DC is actually going to give him his Captain title back. Ooh. Now, the the uh, the according to the report, they're not actually going to call him Captain Marvel but they're going to start referring to him as the captain again, Ooh. which I think is kind of cool. Cause I always liked him as captain Marvel. I always right. thought it was cool. Um, and technically DC actually had the rights to the captain Marvel name before Marvel. Um, captain Marvel actually came from a different comic book company that, that uh, DC had bought out. Um, but so what they're doing is they're kind of returning to the idea that, uh, Shazam has to be careful in saying the word Shazam. Otherwise, mm -hmm. he'll change. 
you know, mm-hmm. where they've been very loose on that. And, you know, it's just make it to where he says it. And then, boom, he changes. And, you know, it's been kind of funky. But now it's almost like Beetlejuice. Uh-uh, nobody says the B word. <laughs> right, right. They're they're kind of going back to the, at, at that aspect of it, which gives a little more depth to the character, in my in my opinion. You know, because, it, it, you know, he could be in battle as Captain Marvel and then all of a sudden accidentally say Shazam yeah. and back into Billy Baxton. And that could be a huge problem for him. Yeah. So right. I kind of like the idea of him going back to it. I, I think it's pretty interesting. Um, so so all you Marvel fans out there, don't get confused if, if you see <laughs> Captain Marvel back in the DC universe nice. right on right on like it no all it's right. not captain marvel he's you just captain. said it he's he's captain he's the captain the he's captain. the captain sure he is i am a fan do what there marvel that was in the dc well yeah you're right captain marvel, marvel was in the, even uh, has in, in, yes she has some variations on her name too mm-hmm. Yep. Because it hasn't always the- been Captain Marvel. So, oh, I thought the variation on her name was skip this no. movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Sarah Danvers. But, uh, psh- nice. <laughs> I love oh, it. Never mind. No, go ahead, there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess we're moving on. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so, the second bit of news is from CBR.com. Uh, and apparently, the Batman sequel could be finally getting a dangerous villain to the big screen, according to the the, the uh, headline. Um, so there's been some rumors that we could see in the Batman, uh, possibly Mister Freeze, which I would love a good telling of Mister Freeze. I think that would be a good uh, movie series. More accurate one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Way better than yeah. Uh, in that movie that we don't we don't record. talk about. <laughs> um, there's also been some rumor that we could get the Court of Owls. I think that could be interesting in this this setting. Um, but there's a possibility, and I think this could be really cool, that we could get Clayface. Now, that would be freaking amazing to get a live action version of Clayface and that see him change epic. into different things and stuff. And and they could do it with the CGI today. It's it's you know it's totally yeah. feasible to do. So I say go for it. You know I think that'd be cool. Although I'm up for any of those three adversaries. If we go Mister Freeze, I'm good yeah. for that. If we go Court of Owls, that'll be you know a nice mind bending mystery type uh, uh, situation for this Batman. So that could work really good. And Clayface could be very mysterious because he could change into anybody oh yeah no yeah i say embrace it let's go for it that would be super cool all right so last bit of news uh this comes from abc news this has actually been out for a few weeks uh but it's something i wanted to touch base on amc announces new price system based on seat location in other words amc is considering a tier tier-based price system so uh what would be considered better seats in in the theater they would sell at a higher price i think this is dumb i think it's a bad mood move on amc's part and i think they're really picking the wrong time to do this 
Um, you know, the, the theater industry is already in danger. You know, they're at war with the streaming side of things. Mm -hmm. You know, more and more people are getting better home entertainments. More and more people are going, I'm skipping the premiere, the theater premiere, and I'm waiting for it to come streaming and I'm going to watch it in the comfort of my own home. Mm -hmm. I don't have to deal with people. I can watch it in my home, <laughs> you know, so don't and so forth. Pay 20 bucks for popcorn. <laughs> don't have to pay 20 yeah. bucks for popcorn. Yeah. Don't have to pay extra for a good seat. I can sit in my own recliner. You know, I, I think this is a bad move on AMC's part. I think they're dumb. Does AMC have, don't they have like a movie plan? Now, I don't know because I don't have AMC near me. Uh, okay. We I have know they used here. to. I think, yeah. Well, because Disney, when I worked at Disney back in 2010, they, um, granted, this has been a while, but like they had just started rolling it out. But I think it's, I don't know. Well, I, I just, I remember the story about Movie Pass, and Movie Pass was trying to get people, oh, you're going to watch as many movies as you want and all that kind of stuff. Kind of began this subscription theater service. And, and I think that died quick. Well, it, it was a shyster kind of a move of the company and stuff they were doing. They were burning through cash and stuff. But AMC, if I remember right, introduced their own subscription plan in retaliation to some of the practices that MoviePass was trying to do. And um, and so now didn't you have some kind of uh, MoviePass uh, type thing? I did. I canceled it for the time being, but I had it for a year. Um, it is Regal Theaters. Oh, yours uh, is Regal. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it was unlimited. And they just raised the prices. So it's like $19 a month. So when you have three people in your family, it's $60 a month kind of a thing. But you can sure. watch as many movies as you want. You can go anytime you want. You know, those kind of things. You rack up points and nice. you can use that towards, you know, concessions and stuff, which is really good. Um but gosh, I can't imagine how would, you know, if, if AMC has a, an unlimited kind of plan, if they do, how would you change that plan based upon the seats that you get? Yeah. But, but I, I will say this Regal does charge extra. If it's a 3d movie, you got to pay extra. Well, um, I get that kind of but a thing, but we're talking, we're talking for, it's like going to a concert, you know, the closer you get to the stage, the higher the tickets are. So that's basically what AMC what is doing. producing here. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a bad move. I, it is I, a bad move. That is I think honestly, move. it's going to hurt them them financially. Honestly, I think what you should be doing is you th should be looking at reducing prices in places to uh, more um, give a better value to your customer rather than going. Oh well, we're going to give a higher yeah. <laughs> price on seating. You know, yeah. I don't know. I think this is a bad idea on their part. Well, plus, yeah. like, look at last night when we went to the movies. There, it was not a full theater. Like, nope. I was shocked. For a premiere weekend. Wow, interesting. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a full theater. Is yeah. that Warenberg? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Well, it's, well, well, it's not Warenberg anymore. It's Marcus now. No. Uh, Warenberg was bought out by Marcus. I don't know, about 10 years ago, I guess. Yeah. So, okay. You tell Yeah, in fact, when the movie starts. What? Has it really been that long? I think it's been about 10 years. I think years so. Ago. It's been yeah. a while now, Megan. But yeah, in fact, uh, like you said, Stephen, they, they used to do the Warenberg, Warenberg. Yeah. 
Right. So it was now the film reel before the before the movie started. Go get your concessions and welcome to Werenberg Theaters. Yeah. Well, now now they don't do that anymore. And Megan always looks at me and goes, Werenberg. And I go, <laughs> I go, Marcusburg. <laughs> I love it. That's good. That's good. Because they're no longer Werenberg. That's some funny stuff right there. <laughs> All righty then. So, yeah, that's all I got for the news. Um, cool. But, uh, yeah, I, I really wanted to bring up that AMC thing because yeah. I, I think it's a bad move. I think it's going to hurt AMC in, in the long run. And I I think they're going to learn the hard way. This was not a good idea. Um, you know, so. Right. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yep. All right. Okay. Real quick. Want to recognize Derpy Entertainment. <laughs> Derpy says. I'm here for the biased Marvel review. Just a joke, everybody. How are we doing today? Derpy, we're doing great. We're so glad you're here, man. <laughs> Not exactly sure what he means by the biased. I mean, I I, I tend to lean more DC, but uh, we'll see. We'll I, see. I enjoy Marvel. I enjoy we'll, Marvel, yeah. too. I'm sure we'll get into it here in a minute. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. All right. All right. We're ready for the next segment. Yeah, let's jump into the geek dar. Well, you don't need that private. We're right here. Now, what is it? Now, what is it? I'm having trouble with the radar, sir. What's wrong with it? I've lost the bleeps, I've lost the sweeps, and I've lost the creeps. The what? The what? And the what? You know, the bleeps. The sweeps. And the creeps. That's not all he's lost. <laughs> I love that movie. So All right, Stephen, you've been bugging me for weeks now to have a video, and I got a video. So I love it. Thank you. You're welcome. I love it. And you notice I, I got the little little geek dar in the corner. Is fancy. Well done. Well done. I love it. Oh, we're moving on up. A lot. Okay. Um, I only have one thing for geek dar. Okay. Uh, so. This past week was Valentine's Day. And uh, last week I showed you I got a, a cool new action figure, which was from the McFarland Toys Superpowers line. So McFarland Toys is kind of bringing back the whole Superpowers line, but they've decided to add a few extra action figures in it. Um, so my wife surprised me with one of the Superpowers, and she got me the Batman Who Laughs. What? Yeah. Nice. So, so yeah, it's a it's a pretty nice action figure. Looks a lot like the uh, comic book Batman Who Laughs, and it's got a nice rendition of the the Batman Who Laughs on the backing card of it. So, That's um, cool. really enjoying that. I thought that was pretty cool. That was one of the ones I wanted to get in the line. See, I'm trying to get the ones that didn't come out originally. <laughs> I don't right. care about the, I don't care about the remakes of the originals. I want the new ones. <laughs> yeah, I, I meant to ask you that Superpowers logo looks like is that like supposed to be like a callback to Super Friends? Yeah, I think so. Because Super Friends, yeah. where they have to call it Superpowers. Well, no, I mean this line originally came out around the time of Super Friends, okay. and I believe there was actually a comic book series called Superpowers at the same time as Super Friends. So, and I think the idea was back then they were kind of promoting, you know, it, it was supposed to be like the super friends line 
in action figure form, more or less. Okay. Cool. Is what I, I, I believe. I, I, they look really neat. I, I mean, yeah, really I, neat figures. I, I've seen some critiques on them. Some people are like, oh, they're not that great at looking action figures and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, but you, you got to remember they're 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 reproducing the superpowers line. So which mm-hmm. weren't the best looking action figures to begin with, you know, um, but they're adding these extra ones in like Deathstroke, the Batman, the last and Nightwing. Nightwing's the next one I need to get. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're adding those and those were never in the original line. Now, there is one superpowers from the original line, if they come out with this one, I will try and get to the stores immediately. I may even have to call off work. If I find out this <laughs> one, because you could not buy this one in stores and no one ever saw, I don't know anybody who ever even saw it in the stores, but in the original line, they did their cyborg and he was an incredible looking action figure. Um, and, I don't know if they'll come out with it because he had the vac metalized, mm. you know, silver on him, which is something that's frowned upon today. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, however, uh, uh, yeah, Hasbro is re-releasing uh, R2-D2 and C-3PO in the vac metalized form. Wow. So if they're going to do it, I can't see why McFarland Toys couldn't do a cyborg version and do theirs. But man, if they come out with that, I gotta go get it because that one you can't even find an original of it. And Dang. yeah, so it's on eBay for two hundred bucks. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and it's probably off the card too. It's probably not mint, is it? Mm-mm. No, it's yeah. on the card. It's on. The oh, card. it is on the card. Mint oh, wow. on card. Oh wow. Okay. All right, I take it back. So, but it's still it's still a highly sought after action figure. Wow. All right. Wow. Uh, Darren and Angie, did you guys have anything for Geek Dar? Go ahead, Darren. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just went All righty then. <laughs> you got me off guard right now. I was just like, <laughs> the look on his face, too, was so funny. Okay. <laughs> Angie? Didn't want to put you on the spot or anything. <laughs> So, um, for mine, it would probably be, um, I've been watching lately The Last of Us um, oh, on Paramount yeah. Plus. On HBO or Paramount Plus? Well, yeah, HBO. Um, uh, and Careful, so, my nephew's going to know nuts as soon as you <laughs> so, so, I've, okay, just to preface, I've never actually played the game because okay. I don't really do, like, zombie, like, I'm more like the vampire side, not zombies and the only reason why i've heard of the last of us is because i play critical uh, or i watch critical role and it's some of the uh uh, people that play the uh, game in critical role voice um the game the last of us and so that's the only reason why i've heard of it and so when i heard that wait wait a second angie so last of us i thought it was a video game so it's both a video game and a role-playing game no, no, no! I'm talking about like uh, they had uh, they played the um, they voiced the, um, oh, the game. Yeah. Okay. okay. So right. so um, in like the first part of the game, um, Ashley Johnson, uh, who plays the role playing game uh, the D and D with Critical Role, she voiced it. Um, the main character Ellie, 
And then later on, one of the other actors comes in and does a voice role. Um, Yeah. And so um, when they were talking about making a, a show, I was like, oh, yeah. And so I was like, well, I'll watch it. I've never played the game, but I, you know, heard of it. And it's actually really good. <laughs> like it's there's parts where it's kind of creepy, but it's really good. <laughs> so I don't want to give it away for anybody that wants to watch it, but it's definitely worth a watch. Um, if you're not a zombie person like me, like you don't really get into the whole, you know, Walking Dead type stuff. Like I, it would it's definitely worth watching because like it's good. Um, but yeah, I just watched. What was it? Episode four four five i think it might have been five that just came out uh, we i wonder if we should add that to our list so once it's all done or we yes. all try to get a chance to watch it we'll do a review and aging well, well, if, yes. if we do if we do we have to have my nephew dalton on because okay he's dying all right. to be a yeah. part of that episode so okay he has right. he has called me he has texted me repeatedly <laughs> all right Uncle everybody Michael, hear that are you gonna do are you gonna do uh yeah so, all right. If we're gonna do it, uh, yeah. Dalton, if you're listening or watching, keep yeah, just yeah. hang and in there. Those, hang in there. And for we'll those that it. do like uh, have played the game and like it, apparently because I've been listening to the podcast um, after the episode, and Troy Baker, who plays um, the the main character, mm-hmm. totally blanking his name. I'm sorry, guys, but. Oh. Uh, uh, Pedro's um, character, um, the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, which is so hilarious because he's so polar opposite than the Mandalorian in here. <laughs> um, well, I but, don't know. I've heard that he he takes on uh, like an orphan or something. Well, okay, okay. So, so if you think of it from aspect, that aspect, that it's aspect the exact same insane. thing as the Mandalorian and Grogu. True. <laughs> True, but his character is very, you know, his character is very like sarcastic and hilarious, and like it's it's not that part of him isn't like the man born. Gotcha. But but um, so Troy Baker, he was talking to the creators of this, and they said that there's a lot of little clues if you've played the game. There's a lot of little like uh, foreshadowing and everything like that in in each episode, and on top of it. They created it in the style of uh, Chernobyl. So if you like Chernobyl, you're going to love the show. Now, I have not watched Chernobyl, but I heard that's a fantastic show. Oh, it was so I need, good. I need, really good. <laughs> it was so good. I There's so much it, yeah. like you'll watch something and you'll be like, huh, that's interesting. And then like five episodes later, you're like, oh, I did not see that coming. Like that's where that plays. Like it, it was good. So, yeah, cool. Okay. Yeah, that's that's you know what I've been getting into. Right up. <laughs> All right. Um, with that said, I guess we will. Well, before we jump to the main event, I want to do something real quick. I just want to recognize a uh, a guest we've had on before, uh, uh, Mr. John Keller. John Keller came on and did our uh, Cobra Kai uh, review with us. Um, oh, yeah. Apparently, yesterday was John's uh, son's birthday. And they celebrated it at a Brett Michaels concert. Brett Michaels was the front man for Poison, nice. so which is which happens to be my wife, one of my wife's favorite bands, who we used to go every summer. But did he, he lip sync that show too? <laughs> ah, just kidding. <laughs> Bird. Wait, a 
Brett Michaels didn't flip. Uh, Ouch! That's not a burn. He didn't. Bre- he. What are you talking about? I know. Anyway. I'm just. I'm just poking the bear, as you would. Yeah, break. you're right. Anyway, I'm waiting uh, for Brett to do some kind of response. In this uh, yeah, I'm surprised she hasn't stormed in here and went after you. Uh, no. Anyway, uh, but he he texted me a picture of of him and his family at the show last night. That's so I just awesome. wanted to. Give yeah, a cool. birthday shout out to his son. I, I don't want to say his name on the air because I don't know if he wants his name, you know, put on the air. But right, anyway, so right. Happy birthday to John's son. And we will move on to. It's time it's for time. the main event. I guess I'm gonna have to. Whoop. Oh. Sorry. that thing (laughs) anyway all right we ready to jump into ant-man yes Uh, and was quantum mania yeah let's do a couple of disclaimers here real quick um everybody i have not seen it and spoilers don't bother me but we are going to do a uh how shall i say we'll do everybody will give their kind of their rating i'll let you guys pick out what the rating is going to be i'm looking forward to hearing i'm very looking forward to hearing and (laughs) (laughs) sorry everybody in the chat brenda did show up she goes sorry i guess i'm going to steven skip that view steven (laughs) 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 well played brenda well played well played um so um i haven't seen it but spoilers are okay so uh i'm probably going to ask questions clarifying questions of everybody kind of a thing but i am looking forward to hearing this i've heard all kinds of buzz i've heard all kinds of rumors i've heard all kinds of different things so i am looking forward to hearing from you guys on this awesome awesome well uh let's see scale i hadn't even thought of a scale yet um our non-spoilers review time what did you say, Theron? You can do pin particles. You can do. What's the, um, what's the, the what? Uh, you're talking about the. Uh, it's time. Like, it's time. I'm continuing? Um, no, that's not it. Little no, MacGuffin type ordeal. <laughs> yeah, it was a MacGuffin, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, um, how about we just go for ants? We can do, yeah. I, you know what's funny? Um, yeah, quantum ants. There you go. I love that one, quantum Ooh. ants. Because quantum ants, the, I like that. we'll go, we'll yeah. go quantum amps. ants, amps, amps. <laughs> All right, uh, Angie, we'll start with you. What is your rating for Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania? Oh, um, I don't know. I was really looking forward to this, so I'm probably gonna have to say. Nine out of ten quantum ants. Like it was oh, really good. Okay. It was really good. Like nice. it even surprised me on some parts where I was like, oh, I was not expecting that. So yeah. Very nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right on. So you give it nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. Ants. It was awesome. pretty epic. All right. Boy, Theron's got a funny look on his face. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am dying to hear Theron's score. Yeah. Go for it, there. Yeah. Uh, for me, mm-hmm. mm, I'm rating this one low. This one's this one's uh, really? this is gonna be a yeah. This is gonna be probably like I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna be fair because uh, you know I'm, I'm give it certain aspects to it that I thought was uh, very that had high points. But I'm gonna give this one a five out of ten. Oh, I'm wow. wow. Yeah, I'm going Ooh, mind blown here, Theron. Good. Wow. I'm, 
I mean, I mean, good that we're we're gonna get uh, a little bit of different uh, perspective on this. Then, cool. Yeah. Um, I myself, uh, I'd been looking forward to this movie. I, I really enjoyed the previews that I'd seen of it. Um, I think Ant Man's been a, an interesting character. Uh, he wasn't somebody I was too too interested in, in until the movies. So I think they've done a really good job at building him up. Um, there was a nice family aspect to this film, and I really like that. I've I've said that before in other films where I, I really like a family dynamic to be added into it. Um, yeah, I mean, there's almost a Shazam feel to this because uh, I really love the family dynamic in the first Shazam film too. So I like that aspect of it. Um. I thought Michelle Pfeiffer did an incredible job and I wanted her to put the cat suit on. (laughs) (laughs) Michelle Pfeiffer is Catwoman in Batman Returns. Oh, man. She she is my favorite Catwoman, by the way. Um, Yeah, I thought she did a great job. Actually, I thought everybody did a really good job in this movie. There wasn't anybody that I disliked, per se, as far as character-wise goes. Um, So I would score this... Eight out of ten, Quantum Ants. I really, I thought it was a fun movie, um, and it, I thought it was a good kickoff to Phase Five of, of Marvel's Phase Five. So cool. So nine, my- eight, and then five. Okay. Yep. Thank I'll probably even go lower. Oh, oh I should go. Look. Okay, I'm oh, gonna put it, like, gonna the reason why you know it, you know it's not okay for me personally. I've been going. I've gone to pretty much all of the Marvel movies and uh and yeah, watched you know, Ant Man way and I saw Ant Man in the Wasp. All right, this is the first Marvel movie when I went to the theater and I paid for the IMAX 3D versions where I fell asleep. That's Ouch. how Ouch. that's how bad it was for me. Like it got to the point where it got super repetitive and it was drawn out to where all they were doing was talking. It was just Ex, it was just explaining, exposition. explaining, explaining. Go somewhere. Ex, yeah, exposition throughout the whole entire thing, and I'm just like, dude. And I just and I woke up and I was just like, wow. See, here. I didn't get that. I didn't get that at all. Yeah, I, I felt there was quite a bit of action. Wow. I, I have okay. heard. Here, here's some of the stuff I heard. I had heard that it was kind of formulaic. That it yes. was. Um, you could kind of see the whole Marvel thing. So it's kind of done, you know, you're like, well, okay, here we are. I heard the actor, I guess you guys will get into this. The actor who played Kang was awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then I heard that it ju- was messy. Um, that I've heard people say that it was just kind of convoluted and it was all over the place. Yeah. I heard that, that it was all over the place as well. So, um. Uh, see, I, I didn't I don't get know. that. I, I didn't get that. I, I you know, I mean, I mean, because okay, um, <clears throat> you you okay, you find I out that talking uh, points here. I want to bring up. Okay, all right. Well, you 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 find out that the da- the daughter, um, Scott's daughter, uh, I'm trying to find her name, Cassie. Cassie. You find Cassie. out Cassie's mm-hmm. been kind of delving into the the quantum verse. And then um, uh, Janet freaks out, and everybody's like, "What is your problem? You know, you, we don't know what's going well, Scott on." Well, freaks out first. Well, Scott freaks out, but Janet really freaks out, especially when yeah. 
when Cassie says that there's been messages coming back to her from from quant from the quantum mania and uh, or quantum realm and and nobody understands why she's freaking out but she's the one who spent what 30 years or yeah. something like that in in yeah in the quantum verse mm-hmm. and everything so i mean i thought it was pretty pretty solid and on point you know i understood what was going on i understood where they were at uh so i i don't know i don't get that it was uh, convoluted i i i don't i don't really get that but okay eh, okay can i interrupt uh, let me let me really? jump in a little bit. Well, hang on, Megan has something to say. Jump on screen. Okay. Yeah, jump on screen, yeah. Megan. <laughs> Happy. Yes. yes. Why is turn, turn your, your mic? mic. On. My mic is on. Off. <laughs> All right. Turn, turn up. You mean mute though? Yeah. Thank you. There you go. <clears throat> Why are all the funny superheroes? Harped on so much. (laughs) (laughs) That's all it is. Okay. Every single one. Shazam got crap reviews. Uh, That's true. That was a funny superhero movie. Um, That's because they become too campy in their their nature. But campy is fun. Okay, did you like the fact that... Mm. Okay, spoiler hair. Spoiler hair. Um... Did you like the fact that Mo- Modoc was in this one? He was in the trailer. So. No, he was in the no, trailer. It so was not the really dumb in. of Modoc. No, okay. I didn't. I didn't like the fact that they brought uh, the character who played. Um, uh, oh, you didn't. Yellow you didn't like to that play Modoc. Yeah, you didn't like that it was a character. In the, yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. It I, wasn't, well, it wasn't even just comic character. It's just his abilities was just like they were super, un, you know, under underused. He was more like a lackey, and I get the fact that he was a lackey to Kang and everything in that nature. But at the last little bit, he was like, "Oh, I'm an Avenger now. I'll get the heck out of here with that, man." And it was just like you can even tell half the time when his face was moving because it's just bad CGI. I was just like, "What the? This is just like." Like putting your face, you know, super. super oh no, <laughs> wow. So, so Derpy so, says, "Can't be my butt." This is bias he's bias coming for me. Wow. I I really enjoyed Shazam. I don't think I don't think we poo pooed on Shazam. But it, Not we, us. we didn't. No, we didn't. No, no, no. No. Not no. us, but the overall reviews. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I have to go back and look because I, I don't remember Shazam being that way. I yeah, I really don't remember Shazam getting that way. overall bad reviews. I the thought at the very the beginning they did. Um, but uh, first, the first I don't know. I did. It was like it was way too like big. It was like big in in the first movie when he first got his powers. That yeah, whole sequence like, of him learning all of his moves. It was just like a step like Tom Hanks big. And it was but just that like, is oh, that, that's no, exactly the Shazam character, though. Yeah. That's exactly who he is. You know, so I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I didn't have extent, a problem with that. But... I didn't have a problem with that. Anyway, we're not and talking Shazam. We'll talk Shazam in a few weeks. <laughs> I'm just tired of the funny ones getting <laughs> real. one back in. <laughs> well, are... I mean, okay, Megan, let me throw that. Let me let me bring it back to you. It was mm-hmm. that, the oh dang, Megan is there. Going down in the box. 
But they didn't, didn't really you know, know, lean on Scott Lang's uh, <laughs> funny bits in the movie. Really, it was all the other characters that was introduced, like the the little blobs and Bill Mary's character. All of them, they were funny. Scott was the more serious. Hey, I'm my, my dad. I'm, I'm a dad. I got to go, you know, find my daughter. I got to go get my daughter. He was like the Vin Diesel in a situation. I got to protect the family. I got to go find them. I got to. He was well, not. See, that's what I liked about it. Yeah. I, I love that. I yeah, liked the family aspect character. of it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I love that part, but th- it wasn't as funny. I, all right, put it like this: it, it wasn't as the movie didn't have the funny parts that kept me amused, like how it how it was in Love and Thunder. And I get those are two different directors that made that movie, you know. But at the same time, so I was just like, I was really hoping. Go ahead. So, so you were wanting you were wanting Ant Man to be more more of a funny movie this. Uh, this Ant-Man, you're wanting it to be more of a funny movie? Is that what you're saying? No, I want him to have that same type of energy he, he when he showed up in his movie, the same type of energy he had when he was, you know, in the original Ant-Man, Ant-Man and Wise, when he was in Civil War. Keep that same type of energy. And I get the fact that, you know, they suffer through, they, they're living their life after the blip. And, you know, he the way they started the movie talking about, oh, well, they thought he was Spider-Man. They thought he was somebody else. But you didn't really get that from him. It was just like he was all in his head thinking of like, you know, people were just so nice. And I'm just going to walk around the city and I'm just going to get, you know, I'm just going to be yeah. me. And I thought that was like, what the? OK, so I get that. Well, that was that was the Scott, <laughs> Lang, Scott Lang. That was the Scott Lang of the other movies, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, that's just I, him, you know. And I, I love the whole I love the whole uh, thank you, Spider-Man. I thought that was great. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and he was like, "Oh no, wrong bug guy." Yeah, yeah, you got to pay twenty dollars for your twelve. No, twelve dollars for your right. coffee. He was like, yeah, oh, yeah. "Wow, that's crazy." That's well, apparently, he likes spiders but- better than ants. <laughs> okay, so just to clarify, okay. I'm going to make sure I'm following here. Theron, you wanted to be more. You're saying the movie should have been more um, lighthearted in parts. I'm not saying you're saying the movie had to be lighthearted in general, but just, it did not have Mm -hmm. that Marvel lightheartedness that the other Ant-Man movies had. Yeah. Like consistent within the Ant-Man style. This one, you, you're saying it was a little bit more, um, a, a little more serious in tone. It's serious in tone, but then again, at the same time, I, this was one of the Marvel movies I know for a fact. I mean, even though that you say that it's more family, not take my kid to go see this movie, is the fact that no matter they they harped in on some harsh tones in the movies that I'm like, that's not kid appropriate. Why are they saying that? That's not you know that's more of the Marvel Ant Man style that I, I'm I'm accustomed to, where you know it's funny. You know, he gets into you know he has that connection that bond with his daughter, but at the same time, I guess she's older and everything in the nature. They're not going to have that same type of, you know, energy to a certain extent, but when they're going mm-hmm. around and they're saying certain, you know, dialogues, I'm like, mm, I can't really, mm, I can't bring my kids to see this movie. I don't even know if I'm going to well, watch it on Disney plus unless they edit the crap. out of it. I, I wasn't okay. saying when I said family aspect, I wasn't saying it's a family movie. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that the, the no, no, story focused on their family. That's what I was referring right. to. I, I I didn't mean for it to to sound like, if I if I said that I didn't mean for it to sound that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to uh, recognize Sage Page Omega says this movie was Spy Kids for adults. That's about it. Oh, ouch! <laughs> I mean, I, 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 in a way, I agree with that. It, it does have a Spy Kids 
you know, aspect to it. I, I, I get the comment. Um, but I still enjoyed it. Um, Derpy. (laughs) You say that like Spy Kids is not an enjoyable movie. No, I enjoyed Spy Kids. I I thought it was a good, good movie. If we're talking about Spy Kids one, uh, then I right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I get it. Got convoluted. Yeah. Um, yeah, Derpy, here's the true question. Are we going to acknowledge that this film, as as Star Wars fan, Ant-Man 3, is basically the sequel as a whole on drugs in one film? Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. So harsh. Uh, Gosh, what an interesting dynamic I'm getting oof. here from everybody. Like, someone <laughs> like, this was great. I'm, I'm telling you, man. You know, it's, it's like, just, this is not It was just good. like. Hey, Theron, were you on Twitter? Uh, this it wasn't good. No, I wasn't. Actually, I, I woke up and I got way. right on to the podcast. Okay. Well, the only reason I asked that. No, no, no. I was I was in the movies and I had once I got out of the movie and everything in NHA, I kind of thought about it. And then I wanted to find a little bit more interesting twist on like Kang's character. And I was just like, his character seemed way too. Um, I ain't, I ain't really. I mean, I like the the dynamics okay. of his character, but I'm just like, it's not enough. You didn't get enough details. Okay, I, I kind of look at it like taking my wife to the movies, and I and she kind of she knows nothing about everything. But then again, she's walking into it blind, so she's just like, "Where's he from?" And I was like, "Well, he was kind of mm. introducing Loki, but you have to watch that first before you can kind of understand." And then also at the same time, you got to kind of yeah. know a little bit his backstory. If I got to explain way too much into his backstory, and then you see like the buildup of where he where he started in the beginning of the movie where he crash landed and then you know and try to figure out like where he was at towards the end of the movie where he built his empire and lost that and now you got a whole council of kings and it's just like it's way too much it was way overloaded and then most folks are gonna be like i, mean, I guess he's a big bad guy where was he at when thor was around i mean i'm not thor but where was he at when thanos was thanos. around or what was he at you know it's yeah, all but we've moved we're moving on to we're moving on to different bad guys now i mean you can't i know i know i get that part we, we can't go back on all the time and go well where was he during the 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 uh, thanos stuff because if you if you do that we're never going to go forward you know we Ooh. we got to go forward right, right, thanos right. Is done. his story's told we're moving on to a new yeah. new uh character now as far as kang goes i <laughs> i like kang in this one actually i like yeah, kang better in this than i did in loki i i thought this was That's a better version of kang um, but th- there are multiple versions of Kang, and we're going to get into it. And that's, yeah. th- well, that's what the, you know. <gasps> I, there's I multiple wanna, versions of Kang, movie. like multiverse stuff? Uh, yes. yes. It really, Steven, I know how Can you feel you watch about multiverse. Loki? It's really going to home in on that part, too. Be it's prepared, really going to get hard Steven. into the multiverse. Steven, I knew that. that. Steven, I yeah. think we covered Loki, didn't we? We did. Maybe you and should I go knew, back yeah, and watch season, more yeah. episodes. No, I just figured, I didn't really. So we're part. not going to have one Kang. We're going to have multiple Kangs. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's going to be a council oh, of Kangs. Oh, my there are, Yeah, there are thousands of Kangs. Yeah. We're not just talking now. Granted, they're probably only gonna. We're probably only gonna focus on like three of them, but but mm, there are like thousands of Kangs. And yeah. saying He's, that, I want to address Sage Page's comment. Okay, he says, okay. if I may be honest, this movie was a filler episode for Loki two season <laughs> two. Yes, yes, oh, it really was because I, if you didn't watch Loki one, then you're gonna gonna kind of go in a little bit blind on this, and then that's what's gonna really, and that's why you need to stay for the end credit on stuff like that. But I'm just, I, I'm, I'm, I want to, I'm gonna stay on track here. I'm, I'm talking about like the fact that what happened when we first started the movie of Ant Man's character, 
And then when you get down to the manu- <laughs> when you get down to the <laughs> to go ahead, the, finish, when you get down to get into and when you get into the quantum realm, when they get to that quantum realm, how they got sucked into the quantum realms. I'm gonna, I'm gonna correct you a little bit. She wasn't sending signals out to the quantum. Well, wait a minute. She was sending signals, but then she wouldn't get anything back. She just opened up the portal, and then they noticed that it was a signal being re- received, and that's when Marcel Pfeiffer's character kind of shut it off abruptly. And then it's right. open back up. And then right. all of a yeah. sudden, it was just like everybody got sucked into it. But she tested that quantum little gadget portal uh, ordeal like several times. Her and Hank Pym was like playing with it. How come nothing happened before that? I get it. It's the movies. I get it. Because that's, that's one question. You just don't. Yeah. Effect right. Then and there. right. I mean, if you really yeah. want to dig deep into this, how come <laughs> Kang couldn't escape too? I mean, with all the power yeah. he's got. He could escape. I mean, if we're gonna dig really deep into well, it, yeah, she blew up this little <laughs> right. I understand that. I get that. So yeah. there, my wife said, and she doesn't. She doesn't know anything other than what what we got introduced to Kang in the Loki series. That's all she knows about Kang whatsoever. And she actually didn't ask. <laughs> so that's all I know about too. Right. So <laughs> I, I I disagree with that. I I think if you're just paying attention okay. to the film, you'll be fine. I also wanted uh, wanted to address Derpy again real quick. Um, <laughs> Derpy said he's not trying to be that guy, but it totally was the vibe throughout the film. I, I have no problem, Derpy. You, everyone has a right to their opinion. Um, you know, oh, yeah. if you liked it, you liked it. If you didn't, you didn't. I enjoyed the film. I thought it was a fun film. You know, um, I did not feel it was filler. I, I felt that it set up phase five. You know, but I do find it interesting that people are really crapping on this movie. I, I saw I watched a couple of videos this morning just to prepare me for for today's broadcast. And uh, they, they were saying Twitter was blown up this morning. This is the worst Marvel movie yet. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, really? And then then I saw somebody yeah. said it's getting uh, terrible reviews on on uh, uh Rotten Tomatoes. No, who cares about Rotten? Well, tomatoes? yeah, but hold on, hold on. So I, I wanted to see that. I, I, Megan, I agree, but hold on. I wanted to see this, so I looked at it. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes on the on the the uh, critic side is giving it a forty eight percent percent. I don't give two craps of what the critics yeah. say. I Agreed. don't care. Okay. Now on the audience side, it's getting eighty four percent. There you go. So it's not as bad okay. with the audience as is you obviously you have a lot of people who are being really loud about it who don't like it, which mm-hmm. seems to be the case in almost every film that goes out. The loudest voices are heard. So I'm shouting like twenty five minutes of this episode, by the way. <laughs> but I'll, I'll have to say that. I, I, I'm shouting from the from the mountaintops. I enjoyed the film, but then again, I also enjoyed Venom, and I got crapped on for that. <laughs> now, which was another okay. campy type thing that I got crapped on. Well, I will say yeah, this: it made Venom funnier. Yeah. The only, mm-hmm. the only one that didn't really get crap that's a campy character is Deadpool. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, true. But that's because that's he's known for his character. So I get that part. But I will say, like to me watching this it reminds me of like when we first started phase one um and actually on our way out of the theaters i had seen my uncle and my cousin and so we started talking and i said 
to me, it seemed like at the beginning when they started the whole, you know, with Iron Man and all this kind of stuff, it's brand new. Some of the characters are brand new to people. Some of them that don't read the comics and stuff like that. And um, oh, I didn't know Cassie at all. I mean, you know, other from the films. I mean, but I actually like Cassie. I thought she was fun. She did um, it really good. I, I thought it was going to be like, okay, so to be honest, I thought that it was going to be something like, you know, okay, yeah, this is a whole family aspect. Great, cool, whatever. But like, I, I felt like it was going to be very like cheesy and there wasn't any uh, substance to her. It was going to be just like, oh, she's his daughter. We're going to play it off like, oh, she's got you know, these special whatever because of her dad, you know, and all this kind of stuff. But they, she actually had a little bit of depth in my opinion um, to her character. So I kind of liked that, but that's how I felt was like how people were kind of like, you know, it would, it could have gone either way with uh, you know, some people liked it. Some people hated it at the very beginning of the whole start of phase one. I feel like that's kind of like what it is right now. That's just my opinion. Well, well, I could have done without the whole social warrior justice crap that, no. that they were portraying Cassie <laughs> with. I I can yeah. I don't need that crap, mm. and I can I can deal without the uh, socialist aspect of Hank. Um, oh yeah, yeah. when he's talking crap. about the ants building their own civilization, he was yeah, like, "I just yeah. want to yeah. let you know, socialism is like a really bad word." But let me tell you, these ants. They, they, wait a minute, Hank, shut up. We ain't got time for that. Let yeah, yeah you're, you're you're employed by the biggest <laughs> capitalist uh, uh, company in the world, and, yeah. and you're touting social. Shut up! Shut up! Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, those are the things that I I, I didn't give it up to ten for because I didn't yeah. like those at all. We could have cut those out of the film, and I would have been thrilled. You know that okay. you yeah. know. But other than that, I I thought yeah. I I thought I'm it was pretty decent. I know. I'm not going to give it a ten, but I'm sick of divide eyed. I got a kick out of Derpy here. Derpy says because biased people like it. Oh <laughs> no! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Hey, Sarah, would you call me biased towards Marvel? <laughs> exactly. I am not biased now, towards Marvel. On the other hand, we have way too many conflicts outside of this this realm in the podcast where we go back and forth, and we have been. For years, been, by the way. No, no, this no. has been super weird, Darren. For the last two, now for the last, as of this episode, for the last two episodes, mm. the last time we had you on, we did uh, Cyborg <laughs> versus Iron Man, and I kind of took Iron Man's side of the aspect, so I was taking the Marvel side of it. Okay, but I'm a bigger DC fan, and then this time I'm defending Ant Man, the Marvel movie, and you're going against it. So really funny. I don't think I'm bias towards marvel i think, I think kept this one i really I like did them. i really do think they could have kept this movie they didn't need to go in this direction with him i think ant-man was fine when he just left it off with him and the wasp i don't think they would have they should have made quantum mania to be honest with you i get wow. why they did it because they want to introduce hmm. kang and he was going to feed into the loki series but other than that they could have introduced kang in a different way because you know even kang himself said that i existed throughout time and space and it is yeah. sure. irrelevant to me so therefore you know, I've already been in, I've already encountered, you know, all of you heroes and I've killed you so many times I lose count. But at the same yeah. time, his his special ability is really it's, it's technological. So he goes back in time and he try to rewrite so much of history himself where he he existed throughout time all together. And then it's I think what is his name? Um, 
like the the one that in the in the very end that maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is the multiverse Mike is there. <laughs> you would think that he would <laughs> you would think that he would like that's coming be back. able to that's funny. Yeah. All right, uh, <clears throat> yeah, so you'd think that you know, considering that his character has you know done this so many times that he will have all these iterations played out. But uh I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna conclude what I'm trying trying to say here. They, they, King is a very convoluted character, and when you when Agreed. when you talk about him for this movie, he was way overpowered. He was he's he's a, he's a conqueror. He was he was way more in your face type ordeal um, um, when it comes down as villainy wise, like than we ever seen. And, and, you know, Thanos. Yeah, he was like you know big bad, scary. He was going up against like superheroes, but when King was like the person, I I, I know I'm I'm going to beat you all because I have all these powers and he got there in your face was blasting people all over the place didn't care yeah. what regardless but you it wasn't really people wow. there were just quantum mites or whatever they call it. they wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily human they were some form yeah. of hey now, hey now. Quantum world. so you don't really care hey, what's up hey now everyone's a person no matter how small <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah that's funny stuff anyways so um <laughs> it's like moving on <laughs> But what Theron's saying, though, is did you have any connection to them? Was it just kind of, oh, he's just blasting yeah. kind of a thing? Is, is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, it's like the people. Well, I mean, yeah. Did you get a, a sense of like when he was in the quantum wars? I mean, the quantum realm and stuff like that. Why he destroys so many civilizations? Because he's trying to build his empire to get out. But for the most part, did you feel any connection with the the little blob that was giving them the syrup so they can understand the people down there, or the guy who had the well, you know telepathy or and all that stuff like that? When they died, did you care? I didn't care any of that when they all you know, passed away. The glass head face guy yes. who blasted the beam. So the, the feeling of stakes just wasn't there. Yeah. Like this is high stakes, you know, exactly. battle or something. Yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. I mean, okay. I, I, I get what you're saying, but I mean, as far as the blob go guy goes, yeah, I did. I had some feeling toward because he was funny. I enjoyed the, the character because he had, he had, okay. he wanted to know what hose was like. You got right. everybody. I want hose in funny. my body. That was what you have in your body. Is that funny? And then, I don't know. And then he like about the holes in people's he, he didn't, yeah. he didn't he die though. He had holes he, in his body. He didn't yeah. die, he and neither did he. Holes in his body. He 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 got holes no, he in his body, and then saying, he like, used he was, as a weapon. And then he started he like, sucking everybody. Right. Then he uses as a weapon. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I had kind of. I mean, not not to the connection that I had to to Scott's family, of course. You know, Bill, I have Bill Mary's character. Did you care yeah. about his character at all when Mary was on that? I love the fact that Bill Mary was in. Oh, there. no, I didn't did you care about care Bill Mary. You know, he got ate by the one creature that on, was let, the chaser. Let's did face you? it. Let's face it. Bill Murray's only in there because he's Bill Murray. Yeah. Okay. That's exactly uh, you know, yeah. anybody. They could have had but, anybody play that part. Yes. Well, no, you. I, I don't know if you could have anybody because you. They. I wanted some star power there. That's that. That was the whole. Yeah, but I'm just him. saying. Oh, like, Bill Murray's in the movie. Let's go and watch it. But does he do anything? No, absolutely no. not. What did you say, Megan? I uh, said, Sharon, are you a Star Wars fan? Yeah. Did you care about Rogue One? 
Oh, yes, I did care about Rogue One. Damn! Oh, there with me. All right, Megan. Okay, Megan. All right. You, oh, you, oh, oh. No. Why do you call them No. Dang, Megan. They were going to die. Megan with a total mic drop on that one. No. I don't know mic drop. Hold on. First of all, don't even... Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. You know, we're going to die. We're sticking... We're sticking with Marvel and the quantum because you, you guys no, know how... No, like, you're talking about... You're saying they're insignificant. And that there's okay. no reason I'm to just care gonna sit for back them. Now. But you knew that they wow. had to die. <laughs> yeah, so I knew why that everybody you care that was about in Rogue One was gonna, they had a, they had a sense of purpose. Yeah, they had a sense of purpose. They was gonna they had to the only there was only that part. They only did what they needed to do to move the story forward. So therefore, you can get to, um, uh, uh, uh so they can so they can deliver the vice onto the ship so they can get the word out. I, I get that part. Um. Oh well, yeah, I understand that. I, I get that. Before part. I show that, before I oh, show that, okay. I gotta show well, this too. Yeah, there you go. Nope. nope, not that one. Where it is? One there we go. go. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Random. Anyway, then I did want to go to this. Yeah, even uh, though I, I knew they was gonna die. You know, everybody was. It was gonna be a uh, uh, a total disaster at the very end. But I knew that they had a sense of purpose of retrieving all well, that data, getting the word out, they, the whole minutia of that whole movie. I get that part. But at the same time, when it came down to the quantum mania and everything in that nature, it's just like, okay, the queen or the leader that was there, did you have a sense of like purpose that where she, you know, she had, yeah. did she gain anything? Actually, she, I liked her. I, I yeah, wouldn't wait a very main character to Kane. Yeah, that's what but I'm saying. They I, didn't even harp on her character at all. As yeah, much as they should, I should say. I, yeah, but the, the the movie wasn't about her. Right. She was no, only there to carry you through the the quantum, the 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 quantum verse or whatever. That's really her only purpose. No, right. It's just sprinkling. a sprinkling. I mean, but you could bring that character back, and I would I would watch something with her. I thought she yeah. was interesting. I don't know if she could hold her own as a main character. Um, mm. but she would I, need I a, somebody. You know. Yeah. Right. But I thought she was an interesting leader. I thought she was tough. Um, I I enjoyed her. I thought she was good. So yeah, yeah. I cared. Her character cared about is actually him. more in direct relations with King than it actually in the comics was versus what they actually portrayed in the movies. And I don't want to go. And this is where my brain goes into like, okay, I remember what like when I, now it's starting to come back to me like about King, how he was in the comic versus why he was in the movies and everything, and some of the characters they really didn't harp on. It was Michelle's Pfeiffer character they replaced. For the queen in, in that in that role because she okay. had more of a direct connection with King and he was just like I need you because you're the only one that can like help me escape this prison of quantum this quantum prison but really it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't that complicated he could have literally got out on multiple occasions it was just like wasting time I think I think a lot of it was really just wasting time he was way well, overpowered. I I question I question the idea that whether he could have got it out I think. I'm kind of thinking he purposely stayed in there to build up his army because I I, th- I think that was That's the whole thing. Yeah, because he said he was a liar. He, yeah, he built an army in there, and he oh, said yeah, he's taking that, that army yeah, to battle. Right, yeah, his his empire. Movie. So I think that was the whole point of him being in there, and I I think he probably could have gotten out, but I think he actually chose 
to stay in there to build that empire. That's what I think is going on. The way I read it was it was just an excuse saying that he couldn't get out. So Uh he could build his army. Like he said, he was a liar and he was like, I've lied many times. So I'm like, I think he's lying on, Oh, I can't get out. Blah, 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 blah. He, he wanted to use them. Which is funny because he calls Michelle Pfeiffer's character out for lying. Cause you know, she said she was going to help save him. Yeah. And then she's like, he goes, ah, she has a tendency to change her mind. It's like, well, dude, yeah. you do the same thing. So pot shut up. The yeah. kettle black. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I did like the fact that the ants, they introduced the ants in it. And then really the person who was the true savior was Hank Pym. It wasn't technically mm-hmm. Ant-Man. He was the original Ant-Man was a savior in the situation because he had the listening device that basically reached out and contacted the advanced alien, I mean, the advanced uh, ant tech civilization that basically became more uh, heightened because they fell into the quantum verse, and that's what came in and saved the day. Not the original Scott well, Lane see, that saved the day. Well, no, and see, I felt it was more of a whole family aspect because I mean, you needed each one of those parts to be able to succeed. You know, you did still need um, Ke- uh, Scott Lang becoming uh, becoming uh, 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 who did yeah. I say? Megan? Uh, becoming Ultraman because I swear he looked like Ultraman when he's giant. Oh, Ultraman! Yeah. <laughs> His costume does look like. Yeah. As soon as yeah. he got big, I was like, "Hey, it's Ultraman!" But uh, yeah, you needed Scott Lang becoming Ultraman, and then you needed his daughter basically doing the same yeah. thing, and them, you know, destroying. You know, it was a cohesive. Yeah, it was a cohesive thing. And then even in the end, when when they escape and Scott Lang is held back and battles with with. Kang, which I thought was no, a great he battle. battle. He got that his. So I'm good. sorry, he got his butt kicked. He well, he did get his Kang butt literally. Kang. <laughs> it, was, it was the point where I thought they was going to they was going to hone in, and then he was going to be the sacrificial lamb in that situation. But Marvel tends to do its Marvel thing, and then well, stopped it. That's it. That's, but now that's the same. You, they do it all the time. I don't have a problem with Scott getting his butt kicked there because. If you think about this, I, I love the aspect. I think it was a Emergency Awesome who made the comment in his video that you're literally taking the smallest Marvel character yeah. and literally putting the smallest Marvel character up against the one of the most powerful Marvel characters, mm-hmm. You know, which I thought was an interesting aspect and a good way to look at this. Um, so, yeah, when you, you look at it that way, sure, he, he's going to get his butt kicked kicked and then uh uh wasp comes back and i mean you know a lot of people will say oh well the the, he had to have the female save him well no because it was kind of a group effort still you know she came back and helped him but it was a group effort for them to take down kang basically and and they told him throughout the whole movie that he like it's not just going to be like a simple fight yeah yeah, yeah, right. they're both going to design to lose. I, I get that part. They're both, you know, he doesn't have to win. They both just have to lose in a sense. So, therefore, they can, like, put him in more of a um, – he used the Pimtech to shrink the, the little time dilation ball down to where it trapped him inside mm-hmm. of it. And also, at the same time, so he sent him into more – came more into a deeper version of the quantum realm. It's really weird. And, and I thought that was, and it was like, okay, he's stuck there now. All right. So that iteration of Kang is gone, but there's multiple iterations of Kang. So therefore he can come back. So if they do encounter him again, which that's what Scott was contemplating at the end of the movie, did they beat him? Is he alive? Is well, yeah. It, is, it, right. oh, is, it, is it over? Yeah. 
it doesn't seem so, like it's I mean, over. We knew we knew that this wasn't the end. I get that part, Kang. Right, right. right. We knew that. All of us knew that going into this. We knew Kang couldn't be defeated in this defeated. movie. That's, yeah. Right. That was the right. whole point. That was the whole point is to set up the next phase of Marvel where he's the big bad. Whereas the last phase it was yeah. Thanos. I get yeah. it. Uh, shout out to Contagious yeah, yeah, yeah. Punk. Thanks for uh, tuning in. I appreciate it. And look, she she's got to go see this movie now. <laughs> <laughs> So we, we persuaded yeah. somebody to go see it. <laughs> I will I will say this. Like I felt like it was very family dynamics that it took everybody to help bring him down. And you know, as the saying always goes, you didn't see a dead body. <laughs> so I he's he's still around. Um, but yeah. It took the ant army. It took the ant army to bring him down. Everybody that was the quantum mites or whatever that they are, they was not no match for them. Scott, Stature, I feel like they gave the final blow. Wash, all of them, they was not. And it, it was funny because it was just like, okay, so his technology is so advanced. When Scott went big, that's when one of those things. He took, it's like he didn't take any damage. He was unfazed. And I get it because he had the suit on, but he was bigger. But I'm like, wait a minute, this, it seems, uh, it doesn't seem like it's, it's doing anything. And I get that part. And to to an extent, but I'm like, he got to suffer some type of damage because he has all of these, this arsenal blasting at him and he's just walking right through it. And I'm like, get out of here with this, man. Like, you don't really spill any type of like, you know, you know, you don't see any sense of battle damage towards him. Only when he goes down to like regular Scott Lane and he was going up against Kane. But I was thinking to myself, like, how come Kane didn't just go up against him right then and there? He just stood there and let him destroy his his little exit device. I thought that was pretty. Strange. I think that's just setting him up as the big bad, though. I mean, yeah. you you got to establish how powerful he is. He's going to have to go against all the Avengers by the end of us. We're going to have a two part Avengers movie against Kang. Right. So you, I mean, if he's starting to be taken down by Ant Man, you know, what kind of a uh, what kind of adversary didn't immediately take damage? Sure, that is true. Yeah. The ants didn't immediately take damage. Right. Um, he did start wiping some of them out. Oh, yeah. Did you have feelings for the ants that were being wiped out there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. oh okay. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's funny. Oh, it's, okay, so it's, it's not just it's the whole family that's coming after me now. <laughs> Man, there, I thought it was just going to be you and me I, duking it, it out. Like, I feel like I'm playing in this situation, and all of y'all are the links. It's feel like oh. that right about now. <laughs> I said nothing. This is like Fast and Furious. It's all about family, man. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> All I want to do is just get out the word, man. I just want to break free of this quantum prison. I do see where from, though. Like, there are some things where I'm looking back now, and I'm like, okay, yeah, they could have done that a little bit differently. But for me, I loved the family dynamic. I loved the aesthetics and, like, the graphics and everything. I thought that was so awesome. Like, it was was a pretty... So I I saw some people that were crapping on the the uh cg in this film i thought it was pretty good i i yeah. actually enjoyed the cg i didn't I love the you know, colors and everything like it was really yeah neat. i mean you, you get it, in, uh, 3D, like, it was actually pretty cool was it i okay. see i don't do that's the your problem what? <laughs> oh, my problem? <laughs> let's go let's go right oh. let's go oh round two let's go let's do anything it. in 3d <laughs> 3d is an outdated thing it was 
introduced to try to be cool, and it never worked out well. And they stopped making movies specifically well, for 3D. Well, I don't know. IMAX 3D. 3D well, is neat. I like the, 3D. Uh, I think 3D is cool. I don't think it's outdated. For certain movies. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't pay. Yeah, for like I don't pay. Movie, Avatar was, it was good. Avatar was really good. Yeah. The 3D Avatar, the way it yeah. was done, was really good. Yeah, the yeah. one at Disney World is amazing. About the latest, the latest one. <laughs> yeah, I Disney agree. With, I agree with Sage oh, here, though. Right, I agree. Let me see. Hang on. Avatar okay. sucks unless it's the ride at Disney World. So, so I do have Black to say I agree with Sage Page. Yeah. He said, I, "I'll admit, like CGI issue. It, it wasn't yeah. great." It, wasn't it horrible, did look but weird, but great. I mean, how do you do do the, the giant face? But I a, feel like that's yeah. you know the character. Like, yeah, he's meant to look Modeling. weird, and it's not. Yeah. Kind of I mean, it's Modoc. Well, he's in like a glass. No. Was it glass tubing? If I'm not mistaken, isn't that how Modoc's face is in the comics? He, he has mm-hmm. like it's more like a glass jar, yeah. kind of how it. Um, it reminds uh, me of Sonic from Ninja um, Turtles. Or yeah, I Ninja Turtles. Ah, uh, the face of Bo. That's a good one. Yeah, only Doctor Who fans get that mm. one. Which well, in the no, it was it was it was, a, it was less like either. face of Bo and more like the character from Ninja Turtles, where it was the it was in the glass casing, and then he had yeah, it's like his head was in a in a in a glass casing, and then he was like, and he had the, like robotic arms and head. They just yeah. made it like a face, like it's just like a stretched yeah. face, and it was yeah. on there. Yeah, that's what he looks I, like. I, didn't really, I don't yeah, know. There it is. There it is. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, other than he was bald and this this character has hair, I don't know. It looks kind of like him. Yeah, I, I don't think it looks. I feel like I feel like in the movie bad. the face was a little bit stretched out, so it looked. Weird. Yeah, I guess I could see that. It, you know yeah. what I mean? And in yeah, the, didn't feel in the comics, it's not or anything, as like. So I thought that was a little weird. You know, but I mean, it's, they kind of brought the 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 casing further up. Yeah. It's an odd character to but make yeah. a live action yeah. version of, though. Yeah, you know? for what they did for the character, not really. I mean, I thought it was Modoc is okay. actually really. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, I mean, he's like, a little, they, they made him look more villainy than Kang. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. But I think like the reason why they did that is because we already knew like he was a bad guy. You know, and then here, like, okay, mm. you know, whatever. But then, like, I think from what I noticed, Kang, it, you were supposed to be like, I don't know how I feel about this guy. Like, he seems like a bad guy. And, like, there was so many, like, layers to him, I felt like, in this movie. Like, you're like, okay, this is clearly a bad guy. But, like, I don't know. It just, it felt, it felt like there was, like, you I were trying just, to peel back yep, onion. You hit the nail right on the head. <laughs> do you really feel bad for Kang in this situation? I get what he's at. I mean, I get what he's coming from. I do. You oh, really no, feel I don't bad feel bad for, for Kang. Really Kang don't. No sense of attachment. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't have a sense of attachment either, but he's the bad guy. You're not supposed to, really. Is he? <laughs> I, know, I, I, I disagree. Mean, yeah, we, we, I disagree. We know, you know, they've been okay. painted as the past bad guy, but I don't think he is. I think with villains, it's always good to have some kind of connection with the villain, why they're bad. It's mm-hmm. just good. It's better storytelling. So it depends on the villain. It depends on the villain. I mean, some villains yeah. are meant to have, you know, this backstory that's, you know, and then others are just bad because they're bad. And that's what that's what I get from Kang. He's just bad because he's just bad. I don't know if I agree with that. 
Okay, what makes okay. him bad though? No, no, no. What makes him bad though? He just said that he went back in time because the uh, he he has he lived through all, multiple universe, I mean multiple timelines, and he kind of seen all the the variations of outcomes. So he has gone up against the Avengers. He won. He's killed them. He's lost. He's 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 surpassed a lot of things that happened throughout time itself. So it's like. It's not. It just depends on the iteration of king that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But is all all the kings bad? Nah, not really. To be honest, with you can't really no, say that he's been, he's a villain mm-hmm. on that. They got to paint him out to be a villain. To be uh, well, so far we or a more credence towards his villainy. So right. far, we haven't met a good king. Let's just put it that way. He said in Loki that uh, there are no good versions of himself. That's what I. Or thought, if there yeah. was, he destroyed them. Yeah, that's what I thought yeah. too. Yeah, exactly. But like, yeah, that's what happened. The ones that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's doing the same thing Thanos did, just on a bigger scale. Yeah. He's wiping out multiple timelines. That's true. That's true. Okay, wait a minute. Let's good see point. what Sage has to say here. Well, he he is a bad guy by good guy standards, but like Thanos, he what he was trying to do was for greater good on his viewpoint. This Kang was trying to prevent the chaos of other Kangs. Well, wait a minute. This Kang that we were watching in Ant Man yeah. was, or the Kang? Yes. I, see, I I got that more from Kang at the very end in Loki, because the, I think this Kang is only out to destroy. Mm-hmm. I don't think he. Yeah. But did you watch Emergency Awesome when you got home? Because yeah. I okay, so I watched. I, I only watched the Loki part because I wanted to see it again. Uh, <laughs> but he he made a point in there. Uh, about how the like well so one of them was talking about like the oldest king but then another one was because the um what was what was his title in loki i can't remember oh uh, the the uh um, the original or something like that no the or, the one who remains the yeah. one who remains yeah. so yeah. since he's technically one who remains, dead yeah. Yeah, that's right it goes to the conqueror like the way he phrased it you'd have to hear it but like basically something about like how like he is the worst or something like that you know and and like um you know the on um the oldest and you know the most horrible or whatever you want to call it um that was the one that we saw in loki and then when he died it transferred to like the conquer, you know, where like he he's the most horrible one, and he's trying to kill everybody. Like I don't know. Okay, I, Sage yeah, it's, says it's a variation of too. Okay, good. Okay, Sage says he said he got out. He said if he got out, he could stop the greater threat from coming. Scott even mentions at the end. The yeah. problem is he also said he's a liar. That's what yeah. I was going to say. You know, so for him to say. Uh, he could stop the greater threat, but he also said that he was the greater threat. Right. If you remember. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that all depends on what you believe. I, and I think yeah. he is the greater I, threat. People, threat. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. I, well, I mean, okay, maybe he himself is not the greater threat, but Kang. It goes is back to that the, onion thing. There's a lot of layers. Yeah, there's a really lot of layers. I agree. Yeah, yeah man. Which goes back to Shrek. Yeah, you have to get a, you have to know a little bit more in depth about Kang's character. I think that just going in as a viewer, they they're looking forward to seeing like Ant Man in the Wise, and they're taking on like a bad guy and all this stuff like that. But when you start to you know when you when you pay attention to when you when you wake up and you're paying attention to certain elements to the movie and stuff like that, you like 
hey, I, I'm definitely missing something here. I need to go back and I need to watch. You know, unless you get the post credit scenes, you watch the, oh, this is tied into Loki. All right, I got to go back and watch Loki. Then I can understand probably some stuff that happened in this movie. And then I'm, I'm prepared to watch Loki 2 type or did. It, it didn't really feel right, like it but was, I mean, it was that's a, all Mar- standalone just, just yet. Well, no, because Marvel, everything is connected. That, that's something they've been doing for the last decade now is they're making okay. everything connected to where you have to watch every piece. You know, right. it's like a giant puzzle that you got to put together. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's just the aspect of how much Marvel do you want? Do you really want to delve into this universe and, and get the entire story? Mm-hmm. Are you just there for an Ant-Man story? You know, I, I get it. If that's what you're there for, this is probably not the movie for you. Right. You know, but if you're in it's for the be, bigger picture, it's be multiverse on steroids for Steven. Yeah, to be honest with I'm you. Not. Steve was like, "Well, right you just it's going to be so many different point. layers." Well, Steven, I guess you you're out of this. Shows, then you got to watch movies. Got news for you. <laughs> yeah, you're going to Steve. We got two Batman's in Flash. We got two Batman's in Flash, and we got two Flashes in Flash. So, I'm out. You're here. The, the comment about that Weiner. he could stop the greater threat was said to put doubt in the agreed. Agreed. All right. Well, we oh yeah. I, I we are over our hour time here. We've had a uh well heated debate. <laughs> and we didn't even talk about the post credits. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so real quick, <laughs> real quick, we, yeah. yeah, we we did slightly. So real quick, we'll recap that real fast. So we had a mid credit scene, which set us up for Loki two. Um, so spoilers no. here. What? The it's set up for the wars. Mid credit was, uh, was Scott, uh, freaking out the over the fact. Council of King. Was Scott freaking out over what? Over the fact that they killed, that they killed, the Kang that said he could defeat the bigger threat. Okay, so then we had three credit scenes then. Because we also had the Loki no, no, no. set up That's for Loki, the and then we had the set up for for uh, Marvel Phase 4. It was only two credits. One was setting up for the wars, and the other one was setting right. up for Loki 2. You're right. thinking about right before it ended, Megan. Yeah, that's what I yeah. thought. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Applebee's or her fake birthday, not birthday or whatever. That little birthday party at the Well, she's talking about where Scott's walking the streets just like the opening. Yeah, that was just the ender, Megan. That That wasn't. Yeah, that wasn't. Okay, the point was that it was not Loki. Loki was the last one. (laughs) Yes. All right. That that has been established. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I'm losing control here. Steven, you're supposed to help me. Um, you're you're supposed to be the guest. He was just sitting back there. With his mouth yeah. Anyway, he's sitting back there just like how Kane was, just letting it all happen. Yeah, right. He's just letting it all happen. Anyway, uh, so yeah, we had we had a scene where we saw all the different Kangs, thousands and thousands of Kangs, which is known as Council of Kangs, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and that's setting up the upcoming future. Uh, Avengers movies, um, team up movies, and then we got the scene that's setting up Loki two, where both Loki and Mobius um, go back in time 
and they witness Kang in another form. And he's kind of one of these uh, uh, snake oil salesmen back in the, you know, whatever, 1800s. you know. Yeah. Right. Like in the 1800s. Yeah. So kind of like how um, Tesla and them were talking about electricity and all that right. kind of stuff. He's trying to talk about time. And one thing that I really liked, because again, I watched Emergency Awesome. He was fantastic. Uh, and he, I like how he was talking about um, with the first end there credit where we see the King Dynasty and all of about popping into this arena. Um if you noticed, I don't know if you noticed this, but when they were all popping in, it was similar to Reed Richards. Um, and right. yeah, the that was, of- that was really cool. How they, yeah. how they like are linking all that kind of stuff where they're yep. coming in so, through that portal thing. I just want to let you know the one, the one that was more of uh, uh, the eldest one. That's, that's Immortus. So that's the one that is ah. the, the one above that's the one above all that's right now that's a different character but then again he kind of like the one above all whatever he's the the final version of king itself and then you had mm-hmm. roma tut was the one that was like a pharaoh and then it was another one that was um it was a different it was another one i couldn't th- i can't think of his name that was the one that was more like cybernetic or whatnot those are yeah, like the remember. those are more of the uh, final forms of Kang itself, but you won't know that unless you go into a little bit of backstory of his character yeah. to realize like, oh, this guy has been around way longer. And then when you saw the right. whole council of Kangs, mm-hmm. because they realized that the King of the King, the Conqueror, he was taken out of the equation or out of the timeline. They realized that, okay, there's way too many Kangs. And then Immortus is the one that really, he's the one that, you know, um, just like how Theno is, he's the one that basically, um, uh, uh, you know, defeats Kang, so therefore there's a balance of them. So therefore, there's mm-hmm. never one that's going to supersede his character. I just want to give mm-hmm. you guys a little bit of a, a comic book reference on that one because at the very end credit, when you saw those characters, it was just like they were very shadowy. But then again, it's just like, okay, who are these people now? That was the mid credit, and then the end credit. It, that's when you saw. So maybe, um, maybe in the future, we should do a Kang episode and kind of discuss the different yeah. types of Kangs and. The okay. comic book. I think we should have did that yeah. a little bit before. Yeah, yeah we probably yeah. should have, but I didn't think about it. <laughs> but it reminded me. I didn't, really, I didn't think they was going to lean hard into it on this movie. It, it did remind me, though, because of seeing Loki, the three of them just reminded me of when they got to the tower or whatever, uh, Loki and Sylvie, and you saw the three statues, and one was knocked, and the fourth one was like knocked down or something. That's what that reminded me of. Gotcha. With the three of them, like that's my brain. Oh, as I'm soon just, as I okay, saw, I those saw three, the one tower, but I didn't realize that one. Yeah. You know. What I'm All saying? right. Well, like, we really yeah. got to wrap yeah. this up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> that's right, Stephen. You want to jump into our affiliates? <laughs> hey, everybody. We use Streamyard, and we love it. So actually, uh, one of our affiliate sponsors is StreamYard. You'll see that in the description as well. Uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, you can do all kinds of stuff. They do have a free plan. So if you want to get into the realm of streaming and just hanging out and talking with others, it, I mean, that's what we do, and we love it. I've met people all over, and it's been fabulous. We got to, and Some of those were in our chat today. So uh, check out StreamYard. It's a lot of fun, and uh, it's very easy to use. Um, use the link that you see in the description 
information. And if you decide that you're going to want to sign up for a paid plan, uh, what's really cool is you do help out the show. Um, yes. And so they just introduced a couple of things. You can do some of their plans. Their paid plans has now has the ability to do webinars, which is much more cheaper than Zoom. <laughs> cheers. And, uh, cheers. And then uh, also, uh, the other thing they just released this last week, which is really cool, is you can take your videos like we have the videos that we just made here so it keeps them in play, but you can actually turn those into YouTube shorts within the software. And it's all web-based, which is pretty cool. So please check it out. StreamYard. Gotta love it. Okay. Alright. And if you made it this far, please go and Whoops. Like and subscribe to us on both Facebook and on uh, YouTube. Uh, Every time you click like on any of our videos, it helps the uh, algorithm. Um, If you subscribe, you'll get notifications of when we're going live. We go live generally on Saturday mornings, um, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. You can do the math to figure out your your, uh, location. (laughs) All right. With that said, Theron, thank you very much for joining us. Angie, thank you for chiming in. Megan, thank hey. you for chiming in. This was actually pretty fun. I liked having a uh, uh, quite diverse um, uh, uh, opinionated <laughs> <laughs> um, Again, I'm not trying to say that you know anyone should think this is a great movie. I'm not trying to say anyone should think this is a bad movie. Go see the movie for yourself yes. and, and decide for yourself. All right, with that said, um, over and out, and hey, watch out for the little guy. Thank you for joining us today on the Two Geeks and a Microphone podcast. Tune in next week when we will have more news and reviews. Until then, 